0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Tara and Ryan. My name is Ryan McInnes.
1: And I am Tara Ballman.
0: And today we are interviewing Pam Santoro of the Atlanta National Aging in Place chapter, uh, Atlanta chapter, excuse me. And Pam here is with a uh, realtor with Berkshire Hathaway. Pam, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the podcast.
2: It's my pleasure to be here today. So
0: a realtor is is, is something that's well known through uh, throughout the United States, especially now with how crazy the housing market is. How are things down in Atlanta with the housing market and how is business um, when it relates to not only just seniors, but business in general?
2: In general, there's probably only 10 days worth of inventory in the market, and that is not normal. Normally you have about 60 days of inventory. And, and that's any price point up, in, you know, from the low price points up into the millions. And the prices of the houses have increased in Atlanta, the Atlanta area about 16, 14 to 16% over the year prior. And right now, I have people sitting on the fence because they don't want to put their house up for sale because they don't want to rent and they can't find what they want to buy. So it's a difficult market, and you have to have everybody, um, basically what we're doing is getting them cleared through underwriting. So you'll get the lenders to clear them through underwriting, so you don't have financing days on the person or the couple, but you still have appraisal days. And what you're trying to do is eliminate the inspection period or lower it as much as you can, even if you have to go back to the old fashioned way where there's no due diligence days. you're buying a house, unless there's something majorly wrong with it, which is an old fashioned right to request repairs kind of a contract. So um, those are the differences. And uh, I see a lot of seniors now that they are comfortable that they've got vaccinated and the communities are all vaccinated. And now they're calling me, and they are willing to move into the senior community and finally list their house. They're getting the most they can for their house right now that I've ever seen. I've been in the market 16 years, and I never saw anything like this. And um, it's yeah.
1: interesting times, isn't it?
2: It is for all of us because it's it's constant change and constant learning how to do it and. And like I said, that right to request repairs is the way I learned 16 years ago. And I talked to the attorneys um, that we deal with, and they said, oh, yeah, it'll work. And that's how I got a first-time homebuyer into a house, because he had excellent credit. He was already cleared through underwriting, and he wasn't going to walk away. You know, we still paid over. It doesn't matter what they're listed at. You're paying over. And some of the seniors, what they're doing is – if they let me come in and they have the time, like the last one, we got a contractor to um, make repairs. It was maybe $36,000, but they got anywhere from a hundred and a quarter to $150,000 worth more on that property than what it was when I saw it because it had so much stuff in it. It, it was, you know, filtered the gills top to bottom in the in the unfinished basement everything we had um you know between the uh people that you know in the national aging a place that can pack you up then she called in an antique person i called in somebody else we took bikes to um the place here that donates them to children i mean it was like we had we had multiple charities picking things up and and everything because they went from a huge house down to a little cottage at um, Atria, which is one of the communities over in Alpharetta, one of the senior living communities. So they had stayed there until they really couldn't handle the house anymore.
0: And... I was going to say a famous man that you might have heard of once or twice before named Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Berkshire Hathaway said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And it doesn't seem like there's a whole heck of a lot of fear going on in the market right now. It seems like there's a lot of greed of people, uh, you know, like you set up in Boston. We're seeing it all the time where people are buying a house sight unseen. No, uh, no contingencies whatsoever, maybe mm-hmm. a loan contingency. Um, and that seems like people are being very greedy. And I did a, I did a presentation as Tara knows for the NAIPC where I talk about the pendulum swinging back and forth. And it sure feels like the pendulum swinging in one direction pretty heavily. Um, are you concerned about the pendulum swinging back and that famous quote by the, the, I guess the owner of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services being correct that there might be a, a drawback that, that hurts pretty badly in the, the future?
2: I think it's gonna it's gonna straighten itself out. Um, I was hoping it would straighten itself out in the fall, but you know, none of us have a crystal ball, and I wish we did. That forbearance is over. It's either over now or over at the end of the month. That four point five million people took that mortgage forbearance, and the trick with that is you have to. Um, people won't rent to you unless you have a job, so they could sell their they could still sell their house for a profit, but you have to have some place to live. So hopefully it'll work itself out that they're either working again or, or working somewhere so that if they did have to sell the house, maybe they can't afford the huge mortgage, but they can f- afford rental that they can do it and they can still get the rental because um, no one's going to rent to you without a job. I, I don't know any, anyone that owns property that's going to do that and they're going to check you out. They're checking you out your credit and your, If you have a criminal background, all that stuff goes into the history of whether you're a good fit to let you in my in your property. Because I've seen people try to help other people and rent their house without me, you know, past clients. And one client had $12,000 worth of damage just by trying to be nice to one of his employees that had lost a job in another state. So he brought him back here to Georgia. And um, he moved in with his fiance at the time, right before they got married and and bought a bigger house and put them in the other house. And they, the kids destroyed it.
1: That's
2: true. Yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get. That's why they're looking for your history of, are you a good person? Are you going to keep it up? All that stuff. Yeah. So I have to
1: ask you about the tagline behind you. For the people who are listening and not watching this on NAIPC TV, it says, no one sells a
2: home like a mom. How did you come up with that? Now I'm curious. Well, actually, a guy that actually sells billboards, and um, he, he is a commercial real estate agent for a competing realtor in um, Atlanta. He created my tagline because I'm a member of the chamber, and I treat everybody like family. Once you're, I've only, in 16 years, there's only about three clients that I probably never want to see again in my life. But they probably never want to, you know what I mean? It was just, they were very difficult to deal with. And, but I have had clients here for Thanksgiving dinners. They, the only person they knew was me. I've had clients and they maybe had cancer and I brought them and their family in for Thanksgiving dinner, no matter, it was extraneous, Adult children who were in my house because before COVID, if you didn't have a place to be, I could have anywhere from 12 people to 24, 25. I just kept opening up tables and rooms and things like that to um, go through and add people. And I would have them there. I mean, we even took pictures with um, for someone's wedding. You know, it, it's just whatever they needed, I have done it. And one house, I did not put, I did not sell the house. I put the couple back together. They were divorced when they asked me to put the house up for sale. So we kind of got everything done. I taught the husband how to take wallpaper down, everything. And um, after I got it all fixed, every time we had a buyer, she kept moving back in. And he said to me, you're going to be so upset with me. I said, you got back with your wife. And he said, how did you know? And I said, well, any woman would have figured this out because no one, if you've divorced somebody, is going to move back in unless you love this person. You're not going to, you're not going to inflict harm on yourself or stress on yourself. But it was just funny because she'd move back in um, every time we had a buyer and say she was sick so and they couldn't really walk through the house cr- properly.
1: It's That's those kinds of-, of things. Ryan and I will be at your house for Thanksgiving. That's what I took out of that conversation, right?
2: Mm -hmm, uh, (laughs) Because COVID is is gone. We can invite people. And we just put in um, actual windows. Um, We had a screened in porch that was bigger than my garage. And we just put windows in during COVID. And that, you know, we can open all that up. And we have tables out there, tables in the dining room, tables in the living room, tables in the kitchen, wherever they are. You know, everybody's on this one level of the house and, you know, eating and drinking. And my husband and I are very good at making turkey and stuffing. And the That's master, perfect. you know, I made I make the regular stuff and pies, and everybody brings the sides.
1: Perfect. I'll bring a side and my, my empty bag. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, you're, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome to Georgia. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I just wanted to ask a little bit about the differences that, you know, we work with seniors and you just treat seniors a little bit differently. What are some of the things when you're working with homeowners and also home buyers when you're finding them new places,
2: some of the differences
1: that you see um, that you do with your senior clients?
2: You just have to take a little more care and sometimes a little more time. Like it's nice when they're not stressed, that they're, okay, um, maybe they needed to... Sometimes it takes me an entire year before we put their house up for sale. They want to stay in it longer and we connect them with the person that puts the grab bars in or maybe puts a ramp in. Or I love the guy, and I can't even remember the name of the company. I always have to call the guy that does the scooters and stuff and he knows who I'm talking about. But there is a... Um, if you don't need to be in a wheelchair... It's a bubble uh, elevator, and you can put it in your house. And they'll cut a hole, and they'll save all the pieces and put it all back. And they can, you know, you can put a bubble elevator in your house to stay in there longer. But some of my clients, they'll let me come in and we talk. They'll give me a glass of wine or or a glass of iced tea and cookies, and you know we talk about it. They're not quite ready, but they'll let me walk through and help them make it senior safe which a lot of the stuff that makes it senior safe is making it marketable to sell. So maybe if you have too many pieces of furniture, uh, you know, you have the baskets sitting out with the newspapers and the magazines in it. Maybe those are tripping hazards, which they are. Uh, get rid of some of the extra rugs. They'll make the household bigger. And plus you're not going to trip over them, you know, because sometimes elderly people shuffle. And I noticed that if I hurt, I had, fallen at one point point, and was also in a car accident. I've hurt my knee before and when that has happened you feel like you're not picking up your feet correctly and if you don't do that you're going to trip even if it's just a small skinny rug it's still a rug and it's still a tripping hazard so those kinds of things and people don't think about it but they have really cool artwork and sometimes it juts out from the wall and that's a hazard because if you're walking through um, and you're like a little bit wobbly, you can bump it, it'll fall off the wall and hurt you too. So yeah. you know those are the things that I do, but it's it's kind of you you take your time and you have to listen to where they want to be. Are they looking at over in Atlanta, uh, a lot of the 55 plus communities are called orchards. They're orchards of Crab apple, orchards of Duluth, orchards of Alpha, you know, wherever it is, they're, like, around the corner from each other. Maybe four miles down the road is another one. but um, And they're not true 55-plus, but they are all one-level cluster homes so that you're getting a two- or three-bedroom home with, you know, a dining room, k- kitchen, uh, and living room. It's all kind of wide open. And then you have a huge sunroom, which if you were a young family, you would consider the sunroom like a family room. It's that big. And then your bedrooms. So they're getting space, but a lot of times it's downsizing from however big their house was. They raised that family in that house, and they really can't maintain it anymore because they don't have the money to pay the gutter guy, pay the landscaping guy, pay to have the house cleaned. You know, I mean, it, it, it starts getting into money, and that's when they talk to me. And I have, like, a little questionnaire that I ask them a bunch of silly questions. It's probably what they do for intake, for senior living, or for, uh, you know, stuff like that. But if you answer too many yes questions, then maybe you do need to talk to somebody about that you shouldn't be in this this house. You can't be in the two-story house anymore you know, you, you, maybe you shouldn't be driving a car either. And, you know, I have a mother up North that's still, she's 90 years old. She just turned 90 and she's still driving her car, but she doesn't go that far. I mean, she stays pretty much in her county. but she goes to the senior center now that they're open again. And, um, you know, grocery shopping to the church, those kinds of, you know, not far, like a, a five mile radius from where the house is, but, You know, sometimes they get to the point where they shouldn't be driving, you know, that car. Yeah. And that's where the power of
1: the NAIPC comes in, right? Because you have this whole arsenal of people, of transportation. I know you guys have a great transportation representative in Atlanta and Mm -hmm. home care and everything that people need. My mom um, is down in your neck of the woods, but over in Noonan, Georgia. So Mm -hmm. I use your chapter all the time just to help connect my mom with services
2: so well jonah used to be in our chapter and i can't think of jonah's name right now but i had to have someone talk to her this week because um and she's probably going to join up again now that covid is done but it's she knew all the things that someone should ask when they're trying to get their mother in senior living georgia is not the best place for seniors in, in in the respect of uh the medicare benefits or the medicaid Medicaid benefits those kinds of things and um, they were looking at Ohio which is where their mother was from or to try to bring her down here in Georgia away from the other you know what I mean and when she explained the benefits that they were probably better in Ohio and that he should have had a representative once he put her name in for all these services to see she's on waiting lists for the apartments and those kinds of things the communities and the apartments and all that He didn't even know he was supposed to have a a person to talk to that was actually his official person that was following the case. He didn't realize it. And that the chapter down here explains it all to him so that he knew what to do.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your chapter and who's in it and how long you've been apart?
2: Because you are one of the most
1: active uh, chapters that we have, one of the three most active chapters. I love Atlanta.
2: <laughs> oh, they're always, Mary Lee is always doing something. She's always done at the Capitol doing something, Mary Lee Quinn. Mm-hmm. And um, Helen Asher Diamond from the two funeral homes, she brought me into the chapter. I've been there about three years. I don't have like a membership role or, you know what I mean? Like I'm a committee chair or anything like that. I'm just, uh, I can't remember which one I'm on now that we've, we've been not doing much during COVID except Zooming. So we are going to uh, meet in person. I believe at the end of July for that group, they're still trying to find us a place, but we're very active and she's always at the at the Capitol. They're always doing something. And I had, um, one of my friends wanted to hire someone just like from next door to come in her house and take care of her, you know, and for rehab. And I was running out of words to say to her to not do this. She needed to get somebody vetted, use use one of the existing home care places. And um, so we were on one of those NAIPC Zooms and the women in the Zooms, the one that, um, actually ran she, she has a home care company she told me to explain to them that when you're trying to use somebody that is not vetted like that if they decide if you decide that you don't need them anymore they can claim unemployment on you and all kinds of mm-hmm. other things that my friend didn't realize I was just thinking that my grandmother had been abused like the the whole reason you want to use a home care service that's reputable and vetted is back in the day, my my grandmother, the person was, um, how can I say this? It wasn't physical. It was mental abuse. And she was the caretaker, and she lived, you know, in the extra bedroom, my grandmother's house. My grandmother's house turned into not my grandmother's house. It turned into this lady's house. And the, the my mother and the other aunts had to actually park at the other end of town, come back come in the house a different direction to surprise this woman. They knew that she was doing things to my grandmother, but they had to come in so she couldn't see they were there. Because, you know, normally she would see that they would all park down behind the house in the alley near the fireman. And um, yeah, they, they figured it out, but, and then she was fired, but it took them a while. My grandmother's personality and everything changed during that. And so I have an affinity for the seniors, because I've seen that. And, and so the NAIPC chapter basically gave me all the words to use. So my girlfriend didn't do what she was going to try to do, you know, just hire someone from next door. And she, she hired a reputable company and, you know, they're still working for her right now. So it's, it it worked out, but a lot of times they give you, even if you're not using their services, they give you the right words or if you have someone in another state, they give you the right person to talk to because they always have a counterpart in another state.
1: Yeah, and we have a lot of documents too, the planning guides and the Mm -hmm. templates and the educational presentations that you all do. So it's a great resource for professionals to have and also for the seniors and adult children and families to have. So I love the organization. I've been a part since 2013. Ryan, when did you join? Are you still in your first year?
0: I'm still on my first year. I'm, I keep getting the emails to renew. I just, I've just, i just been lazy. I'll, I'll renew soon.
2: I'm going to uh, be watching you then. <laughs> yeah, mine is not until the fall, Ryan. So I, I know that whenever September hits or October, they'll tell me about it because that's when I went. Well, I mean, the the
0: other benefit of having a network, and I even experienced this when I was part of a BNI, which a lot of realtors are part of as well, is that people are going to eventually give you a call or shoot you a text with, uh, "Hey, do you know this person? Do you know that person?" And it's just that top of mind that, "Hey, listen, if I have a question about who to talk to, I have Pam to, to call or text." And all of a sudden, even though it isn't direct business that's going on, it's, "Hey, listen." Um, you're always you're always in somebody's back of their mind or being used on their phone that oh well when we need to to sell the house or buy a house or a friend is looking to do that then we we know because we already have this ongoing uh, dialogue with pam or whoever else that you speak with and having that rolodex is important because a lot of people in senior care but in many different facets and industries they get involved in something and then they 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 all of a sudden start drinking from the fire hose and it's very difficult to do that And, you know, one of the things that I did was I joined my condo boards, uh, the the board of the association, because, listen, I want to know not only what's going on in my condo building, but you get to learn how you're going to work and and get quotes and deal with vendors. And then that way, and certainly I'm sure down in Atlanta, you're seeing the same things that we're seeing on the the coast uh, here with Tara and myself in New England it feels like you can't get a contractor to save your life right now because there's so many people looking to do upgrades. But when you already have an ongoing relationship with somebody, Mm -hmm. maybe they can squeeze you in. Maybe they can, you know – make something happen. And a lot of people just want something done for their home at a fair price. Everybody's got to get money. But, oh, yeah. you know, we've gotten quotes where people are clearly just throwing something at the wall, hoping we're dumb enough to take it. And, you know, that's what having a network and a referral Rolodex from the NAIPC is is all about.
2: Well, the uh, the other networking thing I do have is that big senior group. Um, I have, it's called Senior Resource Alliance of North Atlanta, and that group has been in for four years. And we started with tw- with six people in the chamber, and it went to 12, and then it went to 25. And then before COVID, in a big community, I'd have 70 people showing up for lunch at a senior community. And we'd get tours of the senior community when you were done, and they'd highlight it, and we'd have speakers. And then um, smaller communities, it would be 50, because they couldn't seat that many people so now that COVID is is we're open again we're going to meet on uh, June the 16th at Vickery Rose I'm sorry you're going to hear those crazy HVAC people I apologize um, but uh, and that way we will get to meet in person and start networking but it's anybody in the senior community whether it's senior living or um should i carry this should i carry my laptop outside it might be quieter do you need to go outside or are you okay um, How, i you think, think we're you know okay that we mean? Keep going. we're just gonna roll with it okay <laughs> but anyway i mean i have senior communities i have um there's a rec- recreational therapist i have audiologists i have attorneys we have um people that can help you so that your floors don't, you know, do do the slip and fall thing. They'll fix it, Dara and her group. And it's just amazing the different people, I mean, that we have in this group. And I have two groups on Facebook and LinkedIn, and they post their stuff in when they're doing events for Alzheimer's, if they're doing uh, one on dementia in their communities, if somebody's doing a walk, if somebody needs something. And I get phone calls, as you said, Ryan, um, because those groups are wide open and they just put uh, good stuff in the group. Like they put if the membership is in the group, but if they're doing anything in the community, it's posted there. People will call me. One person called me that um, his mom was being taken advantage of from the minister in her church. And it wasn't in my area. It was down inside of, inside of 285 in Atlanta and um, I knew where it was and because of the NAIPC I knew the attorney so I gave them the attorney that was closest to that house and told him that he should call the attorney and then call the, the local police that were right down the street and explain to them what all was going on because this was definitely elder abuse what was happening to this poor woman and the minister was just going through her money so um you think that things like that aren't going to happen, but they do, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Well, if people wanted to get a hold of you and find your resource group, are you on Facebook or LinkedIn? What is the best way for them
2: to connect with you? Well, you can always call or text me at 678-656-6627. And my website, it's a Berkshire website, but it's it's my name will get you to that website. It's www. P-A-M-S-A-N-T-O-R-O.com. Or you can look up me under LinkedIn or Facebook, you know, under my name. And um, I have the the Senior Resource Alliance of North Atlanta, those two groups. If you need anything in the city of Atlanta, I've got people that can help you do it. And um, one young girl, she could clean up. It was funny. She looked like a a model that she shouldn't be representing this company, but they could clean up anything from a small mess to a crime scene. And I've had the guys um, in COVID that could go into your community that could shoot that, like it's a, a, some kind of a gun that does something to the particles in the air that, that with whatever they're shooting in, it kills the other germs. And then another guy does something else with some other things to kill germs in your house. It was just amazing the the people that we have, in our group, that's
1: great. Well, thank you, Pam, for joining us. Ryan, do you have any final uh, thoughts?
0: You. No, thank you so much, Pam, for for joining us on the uh, NAIPC podcast with uh, conversations with Tara and Ryan. It was great to have you.
2: Well, thank you for for hosting me. I appreciate it very much.
0: Absolutely. And thank you, of course, to all our listeners who, uh, who, uh, join us every single couple of weeks. Actually, we put them out every couple of weeks for these podcasts. We appreciate you listening and we will catch you on the next one.